Welcome, friends. This is the Art of Aliveness podcast, and I'm your host, Chrissy Marie. It's a space where we explore how to nurture life force energy through the path of creativity, curiosity, compassion, courage, and connection. Let's dance. One, two, three. Okay. <laughs> so Mercury, uh, I don't usually pay attention to retrograde in a way that <coughs> creates any um, panic or fear. However, this one is being particularly true to form. I'm having plenty of uh, technological uh, hurdles, we'll call them, popping up. And so in advance, I'm going to apologize for if the quality of this particular podcast sounds a little bit different than the others. It's because it is. It's because I'm using my computer microphone versus my external microphone, which for whatever reason doesn't want to work. So we're improvising and that's okay because that's life. We're constantly being called to improvise, and this podcast is my intention in the beginning was that it models real life, and that little setbacks like this don't take up the whole caboodle, that we just roll with what's here and we make the best of it. So let's dive right in to the third key to courage. And this particular key is such a powerful key, not just for courage, but across all areas of life. It's one of the cornerstones that I lead with, one of my core values, in fact. And anytime I feel myself spinning out, I ask myself, am I in alignment with this particular key? Am I in alignment with this particular value? So just to do a quick back pedaling and review, the first key to courage is curiosity, meaning staying curious about the stories and the feelings that come up when we experience resistance and discomfort. And instead of going immediately into default mode, which is often worst case scenario or resistance or avoidance or projection or addiction, instead of going into our old stories about what it means to be in pain or feel discomfort, we get curious about what new stories we can write that would really support a sense of courage, a sense of leaning into versus away from resistance, which is, that is the essence of courage, is when we lean into resistance for the sake of a higher conviction for the sake of something that is bigger than the fear, more powerful than the fear. And when we're journeying this key of curiosity, the nature of a courageous person or one of the questions that a courageous person asks is 
How is this pain a gift? And what is this pain calling me into practice? What value, what, what character trait that I admire is this pain calling me into practicing? Sometimes it's patience. Sometimes it's acceptance. Sometimes it's love. Sometimes it's authentic communication. And the question that follows this usually, because as I speak to this, pain is a portal to the parts of us that are craving our love, meaning that we're the only people that can fill those, those empty places within us. We know ourselves best. We're our, we, can, we get to be our own best lovers, best friends, best mentors, and we're all on this journey of rediscovering and remembering who we are at our essence and how to grow up the parts of us that still feel really small and insecure. So whenever we're experiencing pain or resistance, it's it's shining a direct light onto the parts of us that still need growing up, that still need love. And so a question that I like to ask to stay in curiosity is, what parts of me, what layers of me, what character traits of mine have I still yet been unwilling to love? And that's a really beautiful starting point when it comes to, to healing these, these wounded, these, these scared, these hurt parts of us. And the second key to courage was capability curls. And capability curls, we talked a little bit about the negativity bias, meaning that we our brain has a tendency to focus on what could go wrong. And then the confirmation bias, which is our brain's tendency to see and confirm and, and look for evidence in our lives for what we already believe. Meaning if we believe something to be true, we're more likely to see things that support that belief. And if we want to see ourselves as courageous, it's really important that we start looking for evidence that we are courageous and deciding that we are, deciding that we're resilient and finding all of the ways in which we have been. So the third key to courage is <clears throat> nuanced and twofold. So the third key is compassion. And I'm going to talk about how I perceive compassion like how I define compassion and then how I actually workshop it in real time when I'm finding myself in resistance and I'll give you some examples of ways in which compassion soothes and can support us when we're nurturing courageous lives so in the book power versus force which I talked about in the podcast the gateway drug to aliveness where I talk about what courage actually is David Hawkins says that compassion is one of the highest of all the energy attractor patterns. Meaning that it is one of the most magnetic and powerful frequencies to embody, to experience. He follows that up by saying that our ability to understand, forgive, and accept is directly linked to our personal health. Our ability to understand, and this is compassion as I'm dancing with it for this podcast, the ability to understand or the willingness to understand, to forgive, and to accept. 
I also understand compassion as being able to hold things with a sense of love. Love and just to allow them to exist. Creating a little bit of distance between the, the charge, the judgment, and the stories that show up when we're in judgment and just stepping back and acknowledging the humanity and the normalcy in the moment. So why compassion? Why is this a key to courage? Well, <clears throat> when I ask the question, what parts of me have I not been willing to love? And when I ask it of myself, but when I ask other people to reflect on it, what, what can quickly happen is people will get clear on the parts of themselves that they have been judging, and then they will judge themselves for having parts that they judge. They will layer on an extra, an extra thick layer of judgment in the face of their own judgment. And when you layer judgment on judgment, you know what that creates? Emotional constipation, where you just feel even shittier. You just feel even crappier. And you go into a state of contraction versus curiosity, meaning the body tends to close up, and physically you get tight, you're, you're Physically, you're edging out life force energy when you go into a space of contraction and judgment versus compassion and curiosity, which opens up the body and allows you to see things from different perspectives. So the first trap people can fall into when they're stepping into courage and when they're becoming more curious about the different layers of their being is they judge themselves for having these layers that aren't so pretty, aren't so polished. Compassion calls us into forgiveness, calls us into accepting those layers. And it's a lot easier to accept those layers when we remind ourselves that we're not special in our shame, we're not special in our self-sabotaging patterns. All of us have it. As long as we're in human bodies, we have layers of us that self-sabotage and do stuff that we're not pretty happy with. The other parts of us are just like, guys, can you please catch up? Like we really want to shine. We really want this thriving life. Why are you, why do you continue to put this glass ceiling over our desires? And instead of getting upset that that's occurring, realize that it's completely normal for that to be occurring. It's part of our conditioning. It's part of the way we're wired. In just as much of the ways as we are designed to thrive, we're also, to some degree, designed to stay the same. That's the ego. The ego likes status quo. The ego doesn't want things to change. It wants harmony at all costs. And ironically, what ends up happening is in the ego's desire for harmony and a sense of comfort, we edge out our intuition, we edge out our soul, and at an existential level, that is actually way more uncomfortable than complacency and things staying the same. And we all do this. So, <clears throat> the other piece in which compassion plays a huge role is fear of judgment. 
from other people. So when I ask people why they're not stepping into the changes that they want to make, often they'll say things like, I'll be judged as too much. I'll be judged as being inauthentic. I'll make people uncomfortable. People will think I'm weak. People will perceive me as crazy. People will call me out on my bullshit. People will make fun of me. People will bully me. People will disconnect from me. It's all about what other people are going to perceive. And so compassion, and I wanted to share this quote. Let me pull it up. Compassion, compassion. Oh, I might not say her name correctly. Pima Chodron. She's a spiritual leader. And she says, and I love this, compassion is a relationship between equals. Compassion is a relationship between equals. Because anytime we are afraid of what other people are going to think, we step from equality into hierarchy thinking. And hierarchy thinking stems from shame. And it basically is the story that certain people are better than others. And usually when we're in hierarchy thinking and we're feeling insecure, we're putting ourselves beneath other people. We're worried about what other people are going to think. And we're giving them power to put us on this ambiguous, like completely made up scale of good, bad, better, best. It literally doesn't exist except in our own minds, in our own stories. And so compassion is the antidote to comparison because it reminds us that we're all the same in our shame and our success. We're all connected. So when we're worried about other people judging us, something that I love to do when I remember to do it, it's so powerful, so helpful, is I reflect on, and I ask myself this question, what layer of this other person would be judging me? What would pull somebody into judgment? What would pull somebody into painting me beneath them? Obviously, it's not their highest self. Obviously, it's not the version of them that feels whole, complete, and and in love with life and themselves and their service. Obviously, it's not that version. It's most likely the version of them or the, the layer of them that was hurt at a very young age. That felt like they weren't good enough. And therefore, they have to position themselves. They have to judge other people to make themselves feel better or more worthy or more complete. It's the part of them that's crying out for their own love. And it has nothing to do with me and my value. Nothing. So something that I've used an exercise, an imaginary um, exercise that I use for myself is when I am actively being judged by other people or I'm afraid of being judged, I take the people who are in the judging seat, who are wearing the robe, and I imagine themselves as children, as a small child. And I wonder about the moments in their life 
where they were neglected, where they were rejected or abused or dismissed. And I see them as small, innocent beings in their pain. And immediately what that does is it it humanizes the other party. It humanizes the person that I was just so angry and defensive with. And it puts it in perspective and it reminds me that their judgment's not about me. It's about their insecurity. It's about their wounding, their darkness, the parts of them that are craving to be seen and accepted. And the second I remember that, no longer do I have that fear of being judged. No longer am I worried about what other people are going to perceive me. Because I remember it's not about me. Now, does this always work? No. Why? Because (laughs) sometimes what I'm afraid, and I would actually lean out on a branch and say that this is most of the time, Judgment is a projection of what we actually are judging ourselves for. So anytime we are upset about a judgment that somebody is placing on us, it's because there's a part of us that believes that judgment. There's a part of us that actually thinks we're not good enough, that thinks we're too much, that thinks we're crazy, that thinks we're inauthentic. This goes back to the question in the beginning. What parts of me have I not yet been willing to love? Well, the part of you that is uncomfortable with thinking that you're inauthentic. The part of you that the part of you that's judging you for being quote unquote crazy, too much, not enough. Unrealistic, irresponsible. How could you do that? How could you quit your job? How could you dance online? How could you do all these things? How could you talk about and air out your dirty laundry? <gasps> the nerve. <laughs> And if we're worried about somebody judging us for something, it is because there's a part of us that is currently judging ourselves for that very thing. And compassion gets to be called in. It's a call for compassion. It's a call for compassion, not just for that other person, but for us, for the layers of us that still judge, for the layers of us that still reject our light, our truth, our intuition, our our magnificence. So I also not just like to imagine other people as children, but anytime I find myself in self-sabotage and self-judgment, I ask myself, what part of me or how old is this part of me that is scared? that is judging myself. And I really drop into seeing and feeling into that. And this can this can bring up a lot of emotion. This is a very watery emotional key. And I journey this constantly with myself and with clients. We're always deepening our refinement, our embodiment of this key. There's always more layers of us to love. So I always, I, I, I ask, How old is the part of me that is judging? And what does that part of me need to hear? What does that part of me need from 
the intuitive, wiser, nurturing parts of me? What did I need to hear? What did they need to hear as a child when they were being told they're too much, not enough, annoying? So starting to ask those questions. Remembering that every single one of us has layers that feel insecure. And another piece around <clears throat> when we're worried about other people judging us or we're, we're feeling affected by the opinions of other people's, people, you can also ask, does this other person that's judging me or that I'm worried about judging me, do they represent what I desire to be, to embody? Do they, do I want to live their, would I want to live their life? Would I want to switch roles with them? Do I, do they behave in ways that I would want to behave Right? Do they live with integrity? Do, it, do they? <coughs> oh boy, here comes the coughing. <coughs> mm. Getting all fired up and it's getting caught. <clears throat> I'm still coming on the other side of a cold that I had. But I really wanted to record this for you guys. So the question is, does Do I respect their opinion because they live a life of integrity, something, a life that I aspire to step into? Most of the time, the people that we're trying to avoid pissing off or making uncomfortable, they don't live lives that we'd want to live. They don't. So just getting clear. <laughs> Is their feedback relevant for you? Right? And <clears throat> another quote that I wanted to leave you with is that you can be <laughs> the juiciest peach in the world, but there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like peaches. Meaning it's absolutely inevitable that you will be judged by other people when you step outside of your comfort zone and do something that breaks the status quo. That is inevitable. <laughs> Even if you don't step outside your comfort zone, you're still getting judged by people. <laughs> You've got to decide how much of your power, how much of your purpose you're going to allow other people to dictate. Remembering, you're always choosing one discomfort over the other. To some degree, there's discomfort in stretching and there's discomfort in staying the same. You know, and as much as people are going to judge you, there's going to be people out there that need to see you in your light. There's people that want your juicy peach. <laughs> and when you start speaking from integrity, when you start speaking from soul alignment, when you start really honoring your deeper truths and your deeper desires, the ones that feel expansive and open and exciting and inspiring in your body, you become a magnet for people who are going to support you just as much as you're going to trigger some people, piss off some people. You're going to call in those who are ready to hear what you've got to say, who need to hear what you've got to say. And <clears throat> I just spoke to this 
on my social media pages that one of the one of the biggest traps that I see people falling into when it comes to courage and leaning into growth is they forget the reality of the change process, which is that it's very cyclical, meaning that we're constantly revisiting discomfort. And each time we revisit discomfort, we're being asked to journey it in a deeper way. So if you've done a lot of healing around guilt and shame and fear, that's awesome. And you're not going to not feel guilt, shame, and fear ever again. Like there's no end goal. There's no Olympic hurdle to jump where all of a sudden you're just, you've just completely disconnected from that experience. For as long as you are stepping and stretching your comfort zone, you're going to revisit discomfort. That's, That's exciting. It's indicative that you're growing. It's awesome. And so learning to embrace that discomfort and just really angering and compassion for the parts of you that still don't want to feel uncomfortable. That's okay. Okay. So I also wanted to share in here for my listeners who want to go deeper, not just with the keys to courage, but with feeling a, a deeper sense of rootedness in your truth, a sense of being deeply connected in chaos, no longer running from discomfort, but embracing it and actually feeling that shift at a cellular level, at an energetic level. The Art of Alchemy, which is my three-month deep dive into energy mastery, energy medicine, confident, clear boundaries, clean communication, a sense of being at home in your own body, that's open for enrollment on the Equinox. So we start on March 19th and we'll go for three months. And it's such a powerful, powerful journey laced with all of the tools that I use to ground into my own energy, release stagnant energy, release energy that wants to move when I'm in resistance, which then allows me to set really powerful boundaries and feel much more alive and energized and to overall live a more curious and compassionate life. So I teach a lot of energy medicine techniques. We talk about somatics and embodiment and energy movement and how to convey boundaries. And it's a really beautiful process and program. Program really that celebrates the journey, not so much the destination because we're constantly journeying. There's really nowhere to go, but we're always going deeper. So it allows you, it gives you tools to go deeper and to embrace the cyclical nature of process and change. So there's 20 lessons in the over the course of the three months and six live support calls with me. All of them are recorded. So if you can't make uh, a certain call, you still get the magic and the medicine. And the first five people that sign up for the course will be gifted a private energy clearing session with me. People are already signing up, so if you want one of those privates, sign up sooner rather than later. Send me a message. You can email the art of aliveness at gmail.com, or you can message me through any of my social media platforms. Um, you can message me through Instagram at Come Alive with Chrissy Marie. My personal Facebook page is Chrissy Marie, 
or you can contact me via that email and let me know that you want to be a part of this journey. Also, if you say yes to the art of alchemy, I have what's called, um, it's like for lifetime enrollment, meaning that one, you have lifetime access to the course, but also anytime I run the course live, you can also jump on future calls, meaning that once you have your six calls with me, anytime I run it live, you can jump on any of those live calls, which means you can just come back into the group and journey the art of alchemy deeper because all of these modules are meant to be journeyed over and over again and practiced and refined. So I am so excited to begin that journey again. It's the second round. So excited for the beautiful souls that are saying yes and stepping into energy mastery and sovereignty and deeper leadership of the self. If this calls to you, please send me a message. If you have any questions about this particular key to courage, please drop them in the free Facebook group, the Art of Aliveness Podcast Insiders, which if you're not connected with me there on Facebook, just type that title in and then click join. You can leave feedback and you'll always get first updates on special offers and new podcasts when they launch. So big, big love. I am so grateful for all of you. I'm really, really enjoying this process. I hope that this transmission came clear. <laughs> I'm going to be getting or replacing my audio box soon, and I should sound a little bit clearer in future episodes. So, big, big love. Till next time, play on. Mm-hmm.